0: Mm -hmm. Ladies, Mm -hmm. ladies of leisure, ladies, ladies of leisure, ladies, ladies Mm -hmm. of leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa and this is another solo podcast. Unfortunately, Slajana is out today. We had a little bit of the winter flu slash sinus slash cold. I'm sure a bunch of you get it. I know every year around January, I just anticipate a cold that rolls in and doesn't go away. And in fact, if I sound a little weird, it's probably because there is this nasally throaty thing that's just kind of hibernating in my body at any given moment. But the show must go on. So It's New Year's. Congratulations for making it to 2020, ladies and lords of leisure. If I sound excited, it's because I am. I have been thinking about my goals and my resolutions for 2020 for about two months. And what really surprised me was when I asked a bunch of people around this time of year, Hey, what's going on? We throw a little get together. We invite neighbors. And so I asked them, hey, what's going on? Do you have any goals? A lot of people stared at me like I was a big Momo. And what people don't want to do is hear about how deep thoughts you had on your goals for the next year when they don't give a jonk. To make their own, so I would just like to point out, I am very excited. Even Slajana, I asked her today. I was like, "Hey, what do you want to let the listeners know about your goals and everything?" She she responded with, "Yeah, you can tell them. I'm going to do 5k a day, which is something we've been continuing. We talked about it in prior podcasts, but it's the idea that you start off most of your day. So I try to do it in the morning. Slajana has become a night person again." We are complete opposites. She loves candles. I hate candles. She is trying to do it at night because it stops her from snacking. But the goal is to do 5K a day. That came from our sudoor person, Charlene, who is a beautiful pony and she just recommended that one day. So we've been trying to stick with it. I know I broke for about five days because I went home for Christmas. And well, I love my parents and I love hanging out with my family, we generally aren't going outside to do a 5k or doing a lot of things besides eating cheese, maybe having some bubblies and that's okay. So I've jumped back in. So Jana didn't miss a beat. She's been going hard. So she wanted to do a 5K in March at a full run. And then despite the fact that she acted like she didn't want to have goals. She has goals. She said that was the one goal. She signed me up afterwards. I say sign me up because it never would have been my idea at first for a weight loss challenge that would also end in March. So it starts next week at our job. They weigh you and then you try to lose weight and whoever wins, female and male separately, gets a certificate. And I was like, well, this just sounds ridiculous. But the first thing I said to her was, yeah, sure, I'm in. Without knowing any of the details or how silly it sounded, I was in. And the reason is I chose my mantra slash theme for 2020. So there's quite a few articles that talk about the reason New Year's resolutions fail is because they're goals. And often after a month, you hear people just nose dive. I know at the gym at work, me and Slajana are very wary of this time of year because when we start to go in the afternoons to our gym at work, it is flooded with the newbies that roll in. And it's not just that the newbies are rolling in. We want to embrace you, except you're on our favorite treadmills and you don't seem to know how it works. And you're like tiny little giraffes just trying to walk around and I know you can walk and yet it's so painful to watch you and it dies off after three to four weeks. So we know that, but the next two to three weeks are going to be painful. Anyway, the reason we start to see the resolutions drop is because It's these concrete goals that while they sound great, like here's my goal, this is the metric to go off of. It's really hard to fit that in the everyday part of your life. For instance, some of my friends have done mantras previously and told me about it. So eyes up was one mantra that a friend had. That is something where if you just think about it, You can move your eyes up while looking at your phone. While you're walking the dog, look up, admire the sky. It's something you can incorporate on the fly. But if your goal is to lose 10 pounds or to stop smoking or to eat healthy, that doesn't fit into everything. It's not something you can interpret and grab as your own. So for a while, I was very reluctant to go on themes and mantras And I've changed. I decided this year, instead of doing my list of like 30 to 70, I think this goes along with Slajana rubbing off on me for a while now. She's been very adamant that she does the two things for each word of the week. And I have been more of the, let's do all the things And I'm starting to learn that maybe she might have it right, that you manage your expectations, aim for what's achievable. So in this case, aim for what's achievable. My mantra is try. I told my cousin over the break about this and my cousin is a sports psychologist and she tried to convince me not to do try. She was like, listen, Lisa, try means that you can forgive yourself after you don't do it or you give your permission to not do something very easily. The way I'm interpreting try is last year I felt I was very gung-ho. I would often get bummed out because I wouldn't complete all the things that I was doing. And then I would go talk to my good friends who listen to the podcast or are just great friends in general. And they're like, Lisa, you're, you're kind of being a douche. No one really wants to hear that you failed at doing eight things instead of like the six that you actually did. So what I started to realize is maybe I'm a little harsh on myself. And try might be a better word, but if you go back to a book that I think it was Lejana who mentioned it, The Year of Yes by Chandra Rhymes, she said yes to everything that she was ever asked and for a year. And she said it opened up opportunities. One of our favorite podcasts by the book also lived by it for two weeks and raved about it. I would view try as that. So for instance, someone asked me, hey, we were thinking about doing a ski trip to Stowe and I have a coupon with two drinking hours because that's what I give away for White Elephant. You could drink with me for two hours if you won the White Elephant. And they asked if I was interested in going so they could cash in the coupon. I said yes, even though a gut part of me would have responded with, no, Vermont's far. It's only three weeks away. I haven't skied in seven years. So I immediately said yes, because the word is try. And if I don't succeed in my skiing trip, I can still feel okay about myself. I still tried. Someone also pulled up that Yoda would be very upset with me because there is no try it's do or do not do not try whatever Yoda it's 2020 on my coochie terms so it's fine I'm also very excited that people have reached out to me already preparing for New Year's resolutions again it's one of my favorite things to talk about and so Jana has not wanted to just dive into goals and resolutions And I wanted to talk a little bit about the year compass. I found this through the me being an extrovert online episode. It was, I believe, change. And I now have a little online community of a bunch of ladies and dudes that are creative types. And one of them pointed out the year compass. So if you just Google it, year compass. You'll find it. It's a 20-page pamphlet you can print out. And they said it takes three hours to do. I think about goals and resolutions all the time. I was like, no, that's not real. It'll probably take me like an hour. I'm kind of an overachiever. I printed out, I took it home, meaning I I did it while on the road trip to Connecticut for eight hours. And then I left it to the last like four hours. It literally took me three hours. And I I even had my word try. So to give you some perspective of what it is, it's to assess the past year and plan the year ahead of you. And that's something I'm really bad about doing is reviewing the past year. So the first page of this little pamphlet, oh, it's also free, so get excited, is to sit down for three hours And mentally prepare yourself with a glass of wine, get comfortable, you're going to get in the things. So I did. And you take out the calendar and you look at all your past events. So thanks to bullet journaling all year, I was able to see a lot of the things that I highlight as big events. But something I had missed on my bullet journal was projects. I had not been really flagging when I finished projects at work. I had my mind maps for the podcast, but when it asked, what were you very happy about doing? And I actually had to sit there and think about it for 10 to 15 minutes about projects. I was glad I did or completed. Uh, It was also helpful that Slajana had pointed out, we're doing our anniversary episode next week. And We had to start thinking about what were some of our best episodes, what were the not good episodes, and what had failed, what had won. And then you move on to what worked this year. So what were some people that helped you out? And I was surprised by the people that came to mind because some of them were people I wouldn't have thought of. Co-workers that when I realized who supported me most and listened to me talk about my, you know, adventures or helped me with certain problems and just be sounding board out loud. There were people that aren't necessarily my gut reaction when people say, oh, who's inborn in your life? My family. Slajin so obviously is my podcaster guru. But then I was like, oh, Cindy at work, she has bought me tiny items, the latest one being a Korean scrub washcloth is how I'll call it. And it's because I told her about going to Spa World and she's a attendee of Spa World. And randomly she was like, oh, hey, I bought this for you. This is the scrubbers they actually use at Spa World, meaning people walk in with them And when I saw people sitting in the corner next to the showers scrubbing themselves very vigorously, it was with these things. Ladies, men, there are these magical washcloths that look like just flimsy paper fabric that will take layers upon layers off you. And they're beautiful. Just type in Korean body scrub cloths on Amazon and you will find them. But Cindy gave them to me. And I realized Cindy has done things for this for me this whole year that she's like my mini mom at work. I was like, "No, oh, that's so nice. I was like, my mom's up in Connecticut and randomly gives me stuff. And now I have Cindy. So you review who has been a strong part of you. And then you slowly start to go through, well, what worked, what didn't. So by the time you're halfway through the pamphlet and ready to look at the year ahead, you actually did a lessons learned on your 2019. I asked a bunch of people if they had done this, if they just sporadically did it. Some people said they took a question. If you're like, Lisa, I don't have three hours because you're the ridiculous person that suddenly wakes up at 5 a.m. is ready to go. I would say most people don't take the three hours It was helpful when planning. So you might take like maybe four hours to do it if you look at, you know, some of the questions and then ruminate on them. So one of the questions, like my three biggest accomplishments for last year, you could probably read that and then think about the next two, which is, well, what have you done to achieve those? Who helped you? And then you go on to the three biggest challenges from last year and the same thing. What helped you overcome and what have you learned about yourself? Well, you could read those and probably go home, think about them, meditate on them over some wine and then fill it in. I would definitely suggest printing it out because then you can just like carry it around with you. Also, I find when I print things out, I'm more likely to pick them up, read them and go back to them and say, oh Yeah. That's right. This is still a thing. I always print out my resolutions or my year-long to-do list so that I quickly look. I'm always like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was going to grow a plant from seed. I should probably start on that. It's already April. Stuff like that. So anyway, highly recommend your compass. And then my mantra is try. So if you ladies or gentlemen have anything that you want me to try within reason. I would be very interested to hear about these. I'm also very excited that some people have already reached out to me and told me their goals. I look forward to hearing, especially from Dave Blakesley, who despite being a rebel is a big go-to for resolutions like running or doing a 10,000 steps a day. I also love hearing from the ladies in my group who reached out and asked about your compass, and they already had their mantras ready to go because this is they're really the reason I came up with a mantra this year. Next, going ahead, is I had a, a sub mantra, and I think I had kind of mentioned it on the podcast earlier, but it's officially 2020, so now it's real cozy yet chic. So I noticed over the past year, I had become a little bit of a bag lady. I would describe being a bag lady as being someone who doesn't roll the lint roller over myself to get the dog hair off. And so I'm carrying around my mini Yoda around with me. And someone who is wearing clothes that fit but are not not they're not unattractive they're just not comfortable and they could be better so i decided to start off with pjs i was having my kids wake up and they come down the stairs and then they see me and I don't think I've done a good job of explaining what I look like in the morning. So I have my full googly glasses on. I have now I've been trying to work out in the morning. So I have whatever workout clothes that are t- too slummy to go to a, like an actual gym or be in public. So, like, you know, the ones they have like holes either in the inappropriate places or they're just n- n- falling apart or see through. They're those pants. And then shirts that are either super baggy or they don't fit right or, and I've just sweat through them or they're just my baggy yoga pants. So I've become a big yoga pants embracer thanks to Slojana explaining to me it's okay to change my clothes after work. But now I've noticed I've worn out a lot of my yoga pants. They're the saggy butt syndrome type of thing. And my kids are coming down in the morning and seeing me as like possibly a crazy lady who might be living under a bridge somewhere. I would like to be better. So some steps I've taken, I already mentioned Cindy as my mom at work. She was my secret Santa for the holidays and she got me cozy pajamas that match. They're a jogger, long sleeve just cozy set and already my kids were like I really love your PJs. I was like, "Oh, because I don't look like a crazy person." That's nice. So in the future, I would like to have sets now or at least not look nearly as crazy as I have been. The other thing that happened over Christmas is a lot of people got me makeup. So my makeup regime is To spend no longer than like one to two minutes on makeup, it's to lay down a foundation over my face. And if I have eyeliner, I think I left it out and it became grody after a while. So I didn't have eyeliner for the longest time. It was basically just a concealment, put a quick lipstick. I only have two lipsticks and head out the door, maybe a little blush, maybe. And well, it kind of helped cover like any bags under the eyes or anything like that, people got me mascara, eyeliner, and eyeshadow. And not just any eyeshadow, because I had to Google what this eyeshadow was. It's called ColourPop Sweet Talk Palette, but apparently it was sold out for the longest time. So it's a like 12 colors, I think, three of them glitter. I am ridiculous at eyeshadow. I don't think I can put it on, honestly. I My friend, Karen, she sold makeup for a while. and I would see her put it on and I was like, I don't even know how that happened. So I'm gonna try to make it a goal to try to put eyeshadow on. I've done it three days in a row so far at work. But I've been asking people, can you tell that I put eyeshadow on? Because I thought the first day it was a lot. And they said, no, they couldn't even tell. And it's a very pinky color. So I guess I just need to know what is the line for me between too little eyeshadow where it's not even like why even bother to I may be an escort on the streets. Don't know we're working on that. So, that's along the lines of the chic part. I'm trying to go into work where I look like someone who's put themselves together. Apparently, the first day was quite noticeable because people were like, "Whoa, look at you. Mascara, eyeliner. I even did my hair. I watched 3 makeup tutorials and then two hair tutorials to try to do my hair. It's a it's a quite a learning experience and a, a big learning curve for me. So, try Cozy and chic, working on that. What's been funny is I was telling people things I'd like to try. I've mentioned on previous podcasts, the rebounder, the trampoline fitness class workout. And I had a couple of people already be like, if you do that, I'll do it. I was like, great, because that's what I'm going to need to do it because I've been talking about it for months now. There is also an orange theory opening up five blocks from me it's across the street from the library. It's going to open up mid-January. I think this is something I'm going to try because the first time is tr- free. I just want to know what it's like. If I know I've heard from previous friends and even some people I know who are, are the coaches? The coaches that do it. I don't know a whole lot about it. My coworker tried to explain it to me fat burning versus cardio burning you wear a heart heart rate monitor and it's a big thing where you're just trying to be in the orange and I was like cool I just want to try it I have a feeling I won't be addicted to it but I do I do fall for the cults and things like if you give me a good like the slow carb diet or the 131 method if you give me a regimen and I can get behind it for a little while I'm in So we'll see. I would like to see, does Orange Theory suck me in? So anyway, I love hearing about people's resolutions. Uh, Slajana will love it too. We love talking about goals, things. Slajana has been on fire trying to come up with ideas on how to make 2020 a big ladies of leisure, good time. So some of it has been, we should set up the blog again. Another talk that we had was providing some more insight into why we do some of the things that we do, or how to join us on certain things. I know I always have a couple friends that are very interested in how Slajana lives the magical life that she does. So we will be trying to update the website. We will be trying to come up with new ways to engage our audiences while still doing words of the week. And we've been a little off kilter because of the holidays, but New Year's resolutions and New Year, New You, that's this one. We're going to finally do our anniversary episode. Gosh, we've been talking about it for a while, but you know those holidays get in the way and we had to take a deep dive on a whole year worth of content weekly stuff coming at your face all the time. We don't want to not deliver the goods when we can. So there will be that next week. And then we go back to words of the week. If you have a great word, let us know. We will be open to ideas. I am willing to try most things. Most things. I stress that. Most things. If you have any ideas for us, if you would like to... Engage with us. We are available at contact at ladiesofleisure.net. Our website is also ladiesofleisure.net. You can find us on Instagram with Ladies of Leisure Pod with an underscore in between each one. That's where we post some of our beautiful pictures. Please review us on iTunes, I believe is the one. I think you can only like follow on Spotify. Anyway, follow us on Spotify. That also helps. And we look forward to this beautiful 2020 with all of our ladies and lords of leisure. LOL.